Hello. How you doing? I did record some stuff this morning, but I knew I wasn't going to upload it. It was um, kind of a bit all over the place. And where I was walking, it was a bit all over the place as well. So, so this morning I was talking about the things that have been happening over the last few days. Weird things. And things that don't normally happen. So it's like the change in behaviour of my mum. She's a bit more erratic. She's a bit more anxious about something. She can't really articulate what that is. But it's causing her to uh, act erratically. Now on Friday there was the equinox. So the sun has started to move away from the northern hemisphere figuratively right so it starts to get colder although it's it's not too bad it's not too bad yet and then on Sunday there was a new moon in Libra so There's things happening, right? Uh, Monday was the DART mission. When NASA launched a uh, spacecraft about 10 months ago. To go and chase down an asteroid. Which is confusing. It's got a confusing name, right? Dimorphos and Didymus. Now apparently Didymus is the... Is the original body of the asteroid that they discovered in 1996. Dimorphos they discovered in 2003 and they said it's a moon. Uh, Dimorphos means two or twin or two element like different elements. Didymus means Thomas. As in like Jesus and Thomas. Jesus's Thomas Street Devils. Thomas is another name for the devil, Satan, Lucifer, or the color red. So that whole that whole mission got a lot of coverage on Monday. So it all happened on Monday evening. They smashed this uh, craft into this into this thing. Can't really say what it is because we can't observe it. You can observe the light if you've got a powerful enough telescope, right? But. It's not accessible to everyone. You can look at images that somebody else has taken, but that's about it. But the weird thing is about this dart mission is probably about, I think it's about 10 years ago, 17 years ago, maybe, 2005, 2006. There's another mission also called dart. 
which was to test out an autonomous uh, autonomous uh, system like a sat nav where they basically tug it where it's going to and the craft flies itself the, to, to whatever it is and apparently that mission was scrapped because something happened something happened to the craft or something but it's weird that they would reuse the same name DART but give it a completely different acronym Double Asteroid Double Asteroid Redirection Test I think it was There's so many bizarre things around it It was the first mission of the planetary Planetary protection or something Some, some agency Tasked with uh, Stopping asteroids and things like that But it was supposed to be a test of whether they could alter the course of an asteroid. But it isn't something, it's not the first time they've done it. They've done it at least one other time. So, for all this coverage of it, when it's, it's a mission that has been replied, it's something that already supposedly happened. And this spacecraft supposedly had a targeting system just like the old Dart. It had its own, it had a sat-nav. So it was the same thing. It was a combination of two previous missions put into a story. I can't remember the name of the, of the mission where they crashed into an asteroid. Oh no, it wasn't an asteroid, it was a comet. Temple One, that was it. T-E-M-P-E-O-1 Shit Keep finding So many dead animals on this road now I think it was a pheasant I've just seen Someone's knocked, knocked down It's crazy It's like People just stupid animals jump out on me before and it's not difficult to avoid them you just have to pay attention to what you're doing ah. anyway so this temple one comet apparently they did the same thing they crashed a, a, a spacecraft into it so this isn't the first time that they've tried to redirect uh, an asteroid and measure it. And I was talking about the, the amount of time it would take for them to actually measure how, if, if it's had any impact whatsoever. And it is literally two years. Because they're waiting for another, another spacecraft to be launched by the European, Europeans. To actually go up and check the impact crater and check the orbit and stuff. So all they can really do now is check with telescopes, ground-based telescopes. So does that sound like it's a mission that was 
designed to test whether they can move an asteroid sufficiently. And I think so, because they've got no, they've got no way of accurately measuring it. And it's already been done before. And yeah, the navigation part has been done before. It's just kind of a rework of two, two projects or two previous missions. That's all it is. So why was this all, why was this like all over the news from Sunday to Monday and Tuesday? Announcing it, it be, <laughs> announcing it, it was a success that they successfully crashed, but they don't know anything else. Anyway, so it makes a lot more sense that I've got I've got more information about it because this morning I didn't know that they had attempted to or that they had crashed a craft previously into another into a comet I didn't know about that so knowing that this is literally not something completely new it's something that's been done before and to say it is uh, to say it is something that uh, I don't really know how to put it in words to say it is real, all it is is a story in pictures. Now people are gonna say that they saw it in the telescopes, right? They saw something, they saw a, a plume and an increase in magnitude of an object. Where did the light come from? They're saying it's because of the, the impact crater, right? But what would increase the magnitude to that degree? That it would be... That it would be brighter than the main body of the asteroid. That's the part that's missing, right? I've not seen anything about that. So anyway, fucking hell. I think this is one of them days again where it's like uh, walking down this road's a bad idea because you just got the wind coming towards you and then for some reason there's a lot more trucks and they just kind of bring all the wind but it kind of leads on to something that I'd been thinking about earlier. I just wanted to say something about the Nord Stream. Nah. There's two geologists or seismologists that said, yeah, there was two earthquakes off Denmark yesterday. One at midnight, just after midnight, I think it was UTC. And then what? And then one at 5 p.m. UTC. So, 17 hours apart and they're saying that 
It's the seismologists that are saying it looks like sabotage. That it looks like it was induced. That they're the people pointing the fingers. A seismologist. <laughs> the only thing that they can really account for is what they see on the seismograph. They can't really say much more than that. They could explain that mm, it looks like it's not natural because... Because of the formation of the wave or the lack of a certain part of the wave or something. But they didn't really, spe- they didn't really, they didn't really give any of that kind of detail. They just pushed the idea that it, it was sabotage. So the seismologists don't really do the job. All they had to do was provide the information as to why they felt it was uh, not a natural earthquake. But if you look at the earthquake, you got to write emsc.eu. If you look at the earthquake map, look at Greece, Eastern Turkey, and then work your way up towards um, towards Sweden. Sweden got hit with earthquakes. I think it was about 70 kilometers off. But that's that's around the region where they're saying the Nord Stream pipeline was busted over the other side. But that would be like directly in line of a fault line if the earthquake came via Sweden. Or the two earthquakes came via Sweden. Now they said that it seemed like a blast. This is what the seismologist said. It seemed like a blast. A quarry blast? Or uh, human-induced seism... Uh, human-induced seismic activity should have a pretty clear pattern. Yeah, I'm telling you. What the fuck is going on? Just had uh, an ambulance come past with full sirens on. Again, that isn't something I normally see around here. Anyway, so... So, yeah, you think they'd be able to provide something the seismologists. Here, this is why we're saying it. we think it's man-made or human-induced because this is a normal chart that shows this is a natural non-induced earthquake and this is an induced earthquake you think they'll be able to tell the difference, right? be able to show you like here's one and here's the other but there ain't nothing I haven't checked any of the seismographs around the UK and there was no earthquakes reported in Denmark yesterday for some weird reason even though there should have been what were the seismologists alerted to the seismograph went off right if you start recording something surely they would have recorded it in the system and it would have been marked as human activity or something there's nothing, I can't find any record of them.
the only thing I can see is the path going from Eastern Turkey up up to that region to Sweden and then the next place would be Denmark and I was speaking this morning I was saying of all the earthquakes that have been happening all the sevens and 7.5s and stuff all around the world and then you've had all the earthquakes in Iran Eastern Turkey and the Reit Jains Ridge southwest of Iceland it's like offshore it's the it's where the, the American and Eurasian plates meet right that's that's what they say they're called that's where these two plates meet and that's where all these I mean it's literally been every maybe one large earthquake every hour right like a four and a half or something that's been constant for the past day or two And then I, I was saying this morning there hasn't been any earthquakes reported in the UK or Scotland because there's a very clear pattern, right? If you get an earthquake going over the North Sea, which is near Denmark, it is west of Denmark. That's typically because it's come up from Greece, that area, Greece, Turkey, Western Turkey, Eastern Turkey. Uh, France, uh, France or Germany. That's the path it normally takes, right? It takes one of those two paths. North Sea and then Scotland and then Iceland. Or uh, from the south. So France, Germany, the Channel Islands. Or the English Channel. And then up through the centre. And then you might get something in the Midlands. In the middle of the UK. And then Scotland, Highlands. That's typically is like two paths it'll take. And I was saying there's been no record of earthquakes in the Highlands in Scotland. And then today, this morning, they recorded two in the Highlands. They were like uh, 1.7 or 1.8. So it wasn't anything huge, but it was still showing that something was moving across. There was energy moving across not accounting for all the energy but did that come from the North Sea by Denmark by Sweden it makes sense but nothing's been reported so all this talk about our uh, Nord Stream's been blown up it's been sabotage people don't realize that NATO conduct training missions all around that region all around Sweden all around Europe all around the UK every day they're always around so if there was any kind of sabotage it would have to be either a submarine or a plane dropping bombs or whatever but considering there's been nothing from NATO and I'm sure they would have used that opportunity to call out whoever it was unless Unless, you know, like, there's no benefit to them in doing that. So, so there's that, right? And then there's the fact that there's been no gas. There's been nothing delivered via that pipeline since the 3rd of September. 
zero. If you go to nord-stream.info, it shows a record of uh, the amount of, I can't remember what they measure it in. But they, they keep a record of how much is delivered via the pipeline every day. Even It's even like down to the hour, I think. But I just looked at it by day because I wanted to see if it had stopped. And it, and it had. And there was all this stuff with Russia, right? Russia said July, August, oh, they're shutting it down for maintenance. Do you think maybe they understood that hey, we need to shut it down because there's fucking something going on underneath. There's something geological underneath going on. Do you think maybe that's why they did it? And all the stuff that's coming up now, all the stuff, the pictures that they show in the video of the, of the water and they're saying that that is gas, natural gas, but it's methane. Isn't that like car farts? Um, yeah, that whole, that whole image they show where it's like a giant jacuzzi and they're saying, yeah, this is because the pipeline's been blown up. All right, where's the parts, like, where's the, where's the parts? If it's been blown up, right, it's going to be shrapnel. Or... Maybe there aren't any, maybe because it's all still fixed underground. Because what is it, concrete lined steel pipe? Like a, a meter in diameter or something? Maybe they discovered something and maybe that's why Russia turned off the gas. But the whole thing was being used as a cover story to say, big bad Russia turning off the gas. Nobody in Europe is going to have any heat this, this winter. Just part of a narrative. But if you consider the amount of activity, volcanic, seismic, that's currently going on around the world, as well as the sun kicking up an activity, a lot of this, stu- this kind of stuff is going to happen. But they're going to disguise it as this kind of stuff on TV. Because they won't tell you on TV that, well, actually, it's not been delivering any any fuel since, uh, really, since August. If any, anything of any volume, it was August. In the 3rd of September, it delivered, like, 0.001% or something like that. Very small amount. So that shows you, right? The pipeline has been closed. But they're saying, hey, yo, Russia, Russia must have blown it up. Why the fuck would they need to blow it up? Like, why? They've uh, already turned the gas off. Yeah, so all that shit's just very suspicious. When the story is like instantly... Oh, the UA, Ukraine, 
say yeah it's 100% that's 100% Russia it's 100% that they've sabotaged it themselves what <laughs> no wow this woman has just driven down this road this road this, uh, is a private road <laughs> it's not for cars or motorbikes right it's not for any kind of motorized traffic she drove down I thought it was like uh, maintenance people she drove down looks at me like what and then she drives through the little gate because there's a, there's a bigger gate and it's always padlocked because it's only supposed to be used for maintenance you know so that they can get to the access points the pipes and the drainage and all that stuff but she, <laughs> she's just driven through the little gate wow that's insane some people have just got no like sense there's like a giant road next to her like literally there's a two lane highway that would take you probably less time because you can travel at like 60 miles an hour on that you can't travel at 60 miles an hour, an hour on this road because it's so small and because of the fact there's pedestrians and animals anyway that's the second time it's happened where you know first time there was a motorbike came down here and there was a car crazy people so anyway, it's a Nord Stream, right? They're not going to tell you on the news that it wasn't actually delivering any gas. It wasn't really delivering anything. So whatever was in the pipes was for, I guess, structural or something, you know, like to maintain pressure or something. I don't think it was for delivery. And the whole... Oh yeah, yeah, Russia must have done it. Russia must have blown up their own uh, pipeline. Destroyed their own resource. I don't think so. I don't really see why that would be considered in the first instance when NATO patrol that area constantly, daily. Which kind of implies, you know, who would be able to do that? I guess, probably, probably if you knew the people that were patrolling around there all the time, you know, you'd be like invisible. So NATO could be like, no, we didn't see anything because NATO maybe did it. Was it the North American Treaty? of psychos or something something like that that's the kind of shit that we're living through at the minute all these crazy stories all these um, all these stories all these assumptions and not really any context or information it's almost like the stories are getting worse 
because there's like so many holes in these stories like the one about about NASA slamming the thing the spacecraft into the asteroid that was pushed as like something that's never been done but it's been done they pushed they, they put a I mean it, even the missions are called the same DART it had a different name back then it was something to do with autonomous the autonomous uh, navigation system which is the same thing that they said they used in this craft so it's the same mission but what's different the only thing that's different is they're saying that this one actually actually there is no difference because the last one they successfully crashed into temple one they said what did they learn from that well they've done the same thing again they've done exactly the same experiment again so did they learn nothing from the last one or is it just to justify is it just to give people something to focus on I mean, I, I think I'm more, more of the opinion that this is just to give people something to focus on. Because they've done it before. They've done this literal same mission before. I think the, yeah, Deep Impact, that's it. Deep Impact is the... The Temple One Comet mission, right? So take a look at that, Deep Impact, NASA. And then DART. The autonomous craft i can't remember what the acronym means but it was it's called the same it's called dart it's just the acronym meant something else it's like something autonomous reconnaissance reconnaissance something probably technology or something but that that was all like within the last 17 years i guess 17 or 18 years Yeah, so they're, they're like the two things that I've been that sort of caught my attention over the last few days. The whole thing with the dart mission, where people people like play it down. Oh yeah, totally. There's no risk. You know, it's because of maths and science and all this stuff. Like people. People see this modern science, or s they see this modern knowledge that's been taught on TV as being religious. They believe in it, and it's almost like their savior because <laughs> they're conducting these missions to one day save you, save you from an asteroid or a comet. And it doesn't even need to be real. It just needs to be a well choreographed, narrated story. <laughs> because, I mean, just look at the reaction to SpaceX, Elon Musk. People idolise the guy. And he's actually done nothing. He just buys companies. Or he's the facilitating the purchase of companies SpaceX Tesla 
What was the other one? Neuralink. That's all he does, he just buys it. And he comes out as all hip and stuff, like people think he's Tony Stark. That's just to give you something to relate to. You know? It's like the dude, like, what, he's launching a rocket like every other week, right? And people are like, wow, this is so great. You know, it only takes him like two weeks to build a rocket. It only takes him like a week to fix a serious, ro a serious problem with a rocket. And people are like fucking buying into all this. Like seriously, like people... <laughs> you know, like NASA, it used to take years. It used to be a real slow burn. SpaceX are like, yeah, next week we're gonna launch like a rocket twice the size. And then we're gonna land it back on a boat. First time. You know, it's like sensational bullshit. Sensationalist. People buy into that. Sensationalism. Because that's, that gives you a hit. Gives you dopamine. Gives you adrenaline. It gives you something to like, you want more. You know? And that's, that's all it's become. This whole new, like, I wouldn't even call it a space race. It's just like, it's just like the tech, the tech bubble. All these tech companies, and now there's SpaceX and Tesla. And it's like, it's a great story. It's a great movie, but that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, people are obviously just going to say I don't like Elon Musk. I just really don't find anything sensational about him. He can play the very, like, you know, mysterious guy, right? Tweeting weird things. Tweeting things that people... There's, like, populist opinion, right? He'll get on board with populist opinion if it's something that um, is going to attract attention. It doesn't really take much for him to do that. You know, like... He's very good at playing the crowd. I think that's all I can say about that. So, so, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on what's happening with those two significant, um, significant events that are just to distract you. There was a, there was a video this morning I saw about Nord Stream. And they, they revealed the true intention. That when the story broke, even though no details have been confirmed, the price of energy in the EU increased dramatically. You know, uh, stock exchange kind of commodities. Because they bid on 
contracts so they bid on like for the future price of things so if the if something happens in the energy sector say like I don't know power production significantly declines in a particular country because of a disaster or something national a natural disaster that's going to have an effect on people that are trading in energy futures so they may significantly increase the price that they would sell you natural gas for example or oil or electricity it's the same thing with any raw material corn grain it's all the same if there's a bad harvest it's going to affect the futures it's going to be like it's a, I think it's like a six month span or something I don't know they'd probably go further but I think it would be a bit more volatile but yeah that, that was the focus that was the intention of these stories to further increase or to further to deepen the uh, the energy crisis that they created that the media and the governments all created they facilitated it all and then they control the price with these caps right they put caps on prices price rises doesn't really sound very dynamic does it because if you're if, if the cost to produce the energy goes up astronomical astronomically say like 10 times how can the government put a cap on when the producers are going to be at a loss they're going to they're going to go out of business unless the whole thing is a ponzi a fugazi Who comes to your house and tells you how much energy you've used? If there's energy constantly coming into your house, how is it monitored? How does the usage in your house get monitored? The devices you use. Now there might be a meter. Uh, there will, if you're in the UK, there'll be a meter attached in between your supply and your your fuse box or your circuit in your house. So the only real way that you could accurately record your usage is by being able to see the meter. Now they tried to force people to take smart meters, which is which is ironically the only way that the energy companies can accurately see how much you've been using, because the meter becomes a portable wireless device, Internet of Things, right? 
connects to your Wi-Fi and it's going to be consistently sending your energy usage back to the mothership to the energy company so that now they can actually charge you for what you've used if you don't give them any meter readings all they can do is charge you based on uh, what is considered typical usage so for like a two bedroom house with one bathroom uh, don't have a certain guide range right of how much you should pay and it's not going to go it can't really go above a certain level right because how would they justify it unless the base level for energy increases which is kind of what they're trying to say has happened but it's rubbish I mean, people are paranoid. They, ha they hear all this stuff on the news, right? About how your energy bills are going to go up. They went up because they said they would go up. Did anyone call up and say, like, no, I don't agree to the price increase. Can you put my rate back down, please? Did anyone do that? I'm sure a few people did. The, but the vast majority of people will just accept it. Oh, they've incre increased the price of energy. Oh, what can I do? And then they start going around they start going around the house switching things off. And it's like you're missing the point. They cannot monitor your usage. They can't physically monitor your usage unless you give them the meter readings or you've got a smart meter connected to the internet. They cannot monitor your energy usage. What they're um, what they're actually doing is saying we're going to increase the price of your energy regardless, and you're just going to accept it. And people do just accept it. They don't go and argue about it. They don't go and say, I disagree, please put my tariff back to what it was. Which is what people should do. If everyone did that, that would create a lot of bad energy for the energy companies, <laughs> ironically. They would have a lot of angry people telling them to reduce the cost and then what what you might see right you might see a story come out to say that they've been able to reduce the cost by a certain percentage they still keep it increased but they've reduced the increase by 10 percent. so you're still paying more you know they they can put that however they want damage control oh yeah we managed to secure some additional funding or some some bullshit some fagazi some bullshit like that right that's all it is and uh, I heard something yesterday the fucking uh, 
the Labour guy in the UK, the political party called Labour, who are infamously known as P3DO protectors, or a lot of them have been involved in P3DO behaviour. And yeah, the leader of that party said that they wanted to create a public energy, a public energy organization. So they want to nationalize the energy industry. I mean, <laughs> considering, considering these people can't even organize decent contracts to get your bins emptied I wouldn't really trust them to go anywhere near energy even though all it would be would be administration they'd just be administering contracts with the private companies that currently exist they'll just be given a different name I would not allow these people to empty my bins because well you don't know what they'll do they're all a bit they're all a bit off the scale especially when you consider the things that the leader of the Labour Party was involved in He's involved in the case with a certain Jimmy, Jimmy Savile. And, uh, yeah, he pres I think he presided over the case or he was involved in some way because he was a magistrate or a judge or something like that. He was involved in it and he didn't really do a good job, according to some people. So that's the kind of people that you know, people are counting on to run the country into the ground. So anyway, I think that is it for now. That's just current, some current events stuff, which I don't really normally, I wouldn't normally just talk about current events. But there was, uh, yeah, I wanted to keep it separate from from some other stuff I might talk about later. So, anyway, I think that's it for now.